I ever knew All I ever knew Was fucking your bitch Cause when I'm in that pussy I thrive and flourish Well, this is heavy. There's that word again, heavy. 2020, you know we flourishing. And shout out to the producer of the show, Grammy Award winner, Tom Kahare. You understand? Shout out to Heavy Sets. Continue to support your boy. We out here. Dead ass, you already know what the fuck going on when I come through like Luke Robitaille, Derek Jeter on your bitch. Giving a fucking 360 windmill like a young J.R. Smith. Driving through the city in that Spongebob Lambo, you understand? Episode Who Gives a Fuck, we deadass doing it with a New York legend. This episode's gonna be real good. Before we get into this episode, y'all already know what the fuck going on. It's Young Hefty, Bagel Poppy, Jeffrey, dancing here on the check-in. Got mad heavy sets coming up. I got mad dates in March. I got a February 24th date at the Comedy Store. Then in March, I got a date... On the 19th, I believe, in Vancouver. I'm just going to confirm that. March 19th in Vancouver at Vancouver Yuck Yucks. You understand that? Yeah, March 19th. I'm going to be in Toronto for a bit. I'm coming back in March to the Comedy Store again on the 23rd. Then we're back in New York on March 31st at the Gotham. And then I'm headlining over in San Diego on April 16th. Check out SoHeavy.com for tour dates. Let's get into this fucking episode with a, a young New York legend. Let's get it. Scotty Selvin, a.k.a. SRBP. What's good? Speaking to the mic. Speak yeah. le- let him hear it. Come on. Don't be, act- on Don't be acting shy. Now, Scotty, I met through my boy, George Riccadelli, Uptown George. I think indirectly through George, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was through George. I uh, had just made this big 50 gram 14 karat gold bagel lux and cream cheese piece and he's like yo you gotta meet Scotty and he brings me by this studio and when I walk into the studio it's him and this young guy who I met named Conrad and this girl named Merck at at that time and I was blown away because Scotty's got the sickest fucking bag company thank you you. yeah for anybody who doesn't know it's it's an extremely cool bag company he makes Custom leather and python and all the exotics. Oh uh, yeah, pr- pretty much everything. Um, all the legal ones. All the legal ones. Yeah, exactly. Uh, make make sure you put the mic to, mic to your mouth right the, up on there's it. No, there's pause. no there's no video here, so pause. we're good. We're yeah yeah yeah. Pause pause pause. Dead ass though. Uh, as you take a sip of a kombucha, you know Scotty. Ugh. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to like. He's got me on the kombucha. Today. I know. I know. I know. But I mean, for a lot of people who are listening to this you know i mean to me when i look at srbp it's such a it's such a beautiful company that you built and stuck with over the years appreciate it and i feel like it's a perfect time to record this episode because you're in the midst of about to open a retail store yep got a new endeavor we're launching april 15th down in the lower on orchard it's called lambs it's a multi-brand store we're doing home goods thrift new Stocking some of our friends' brands. Shout out when smoke clears. Uh, we got Joe Rowe in there doing content. We'll have Loso with all his wares. Uh, so we got a whole lot of shit going on in there. 
got a coffee shop coming in. We got three levels. We got outdoor. This is just great. It's going to be fucking insane. Yeah, it should be fun. It's, you know, the weather turning. It's going to be a nice vibe. We get down there. We'll be doing events. You know, you, you'll hear about it for sure. So how did SRBP? Well, first of all, for people who don't know, where are you from? New Jersey. New oh, Jersey. Six. So Jewish. Jewish. Course. But you know, like me and me and you kind of have the similarity, and like we're Jewish and we're white, but like we have—I don't want to say black souls, <laughs> but like, do you know what I'm saying? Like we just we fuck with the hood, the hood fucks with us. Yeah, the New uh, York City—it's all everything is just mixed up. I don't think there's any real division like that anymore. Exactly, any color, any any anything, and everyone's accepted. That's what, one of the things I love about New York. Yeah, is that it does not matter. It does exactly. not matter. Nobody cares. So and if they do, fuck them. So what, I mean, growing up in Jersey, though, it wasn't, you know, city life. It was more. No, we, we were close, though. So, you know, every chance we could get, we were running into the city, um, you know, camping out on sneaker lines, meeting other people from the city in the outer boroughs. Well, that's what I want to know is when, when did that start? That when all started that around start? like 13, 14. Uh, my boy Kamani kind of introduced me to the sneaker world. I fell in love right away. All started with a couple of the original ice creams and then quickly kind of just flourished. You like Flur- that? You like that? Yeah, it bloomed. <laughs> flourished, it bloomed. thrived into something bigger than that. And before I knew it, I, I just couldn't get enough. I was trying to be at every dunk exchange, every sneaker convention, camping out on every line. Yourself? Um, yeah, myself. And this is when you were young? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, young, it was fun. We met a lot of people quickly. We started going up to Boston, uh, and I, I still speak to those people to this day. I still see them, and you know, full circle, we started working with people that I hadn't seen in a decade, like Loso, like Elliot. These are guys that I used to camp out with, and then did our own thing for a while, and then we all end up back in the same room doing like-minded things. So, well, it's interesting because it's like in comedy, you got to do it for a long time in order to get recognized or in order to. Unless something happens early on, which can happen, you know, mm-hmm. it can definitely happen. But what, like, it, to see how far, and just to hear the story, like, I know you, you like, you, Scotty really fucking lives this shit. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's some people that are for the culture or have sneakers or a collection. But I think what's beautiful about your business is that you actually really from a young age curated and 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 had this happen naturally it's not yeah, a jo- it's not a I mean, joke it's not a not at all and and you know it all kind of stemmed from that love and then just got kind of honed in um at the time what i i thought was kind of missing in the industry like we're all from new york and we're sitting on these sneaker lines for days wearing thousand dollar shoes and thousand dollar jackets with the same beat ass jansport on every line yo and um I kind of started thinking, why, why, why are we okay rocking this shitty ass bag? But we have to, you know, we feel the need to change our sneakers for every single one of these days. Shoes that might not get broken out more than once a year, and then the same trash bag. How um, old are you at this point? I'm 29. No, no, no. I'm saying you're 29 now. At this point, uh, when you when you when you knew that you needed to start the bag company, it was always kind of in the back of my head from from young, from like 15, 16, 17. These were this is what I was seeing on these lines when I was hanging out with people that like the the bag kind of. We're in New York. We don't have cars. It's not L.A. Mm-hmm. When you leave the house in the morning, or you if I'm coming bag. from Jersey to the city to be overnight 
outside of line, I got to have my shit with me. I got to have everything that I need for the whole day. I'm not trying to go back to Jersey. You know, if you're from an outer borough, you're not trying to leave the city and, and kind of disrupt what you got going on. So the bag is, is necessary. We can't just keep our shit in our cars. Uh, people don't understand that in LA. Like, I remember when I was rocking the Merce, people were like, nice Merce. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> this has my it's weed. It has, like, uh, it has all my weed. Like, I can run around for the day. I have, like, some cologne in here. Like, just in yeah, case, like, if, you know, you know maybe in, a toothbrush or some shit. In New like, York, none of us have cars. People, you know, even if you do, it's it's stationary. It's parked in one lot or on one block for the day. You can't, you don't have access to your shit. You got to have it on you. So, what was the first bag you ever made? First bag, so uh, I worked for a little while at Mishka out in Brooklyn with a, uh-huh. uh, and my homie that I met out there, Roy. We both kind of started talking about doing this, and you know, I didn't know shit at all. I, I literally thought I could just buy a bullshit backpack, pick some fabrics out, and just change it up. And then after roaming around the garment district for a few weeks and starting to go to the leather shops, we realized quickly like we wanted to hone in on the leathers and the exotics um so we just kind of picked our favorite shit i remember roy had this like deep blue almost purple lambskin and anaconda he picked oh my god i went with the navy cowhide i did like a cream bubble goat and a <laughs> saddle ostrich jesus christ we made those two and immediately seeing the seeing the product we were like fuck i, I think we might have something here and this is what year 2012 2012 so this is like eight years ago yeah just about it'll be eight in june now since then let's just i mean not i don't want to i don't want to hoe you out but <laughs> let's just hear some of the most notable clients that have purchased from from srvp oh, like, like I mean, it's been a lot of fun stories doing the the bulletproof bag for 50 cent was a challenge to say the least wow that was also that was a early on nah, backpack um, I just somehow ended up through a mutual friend, a G unit, and you know our whole thing is if you if you can think of it, we can figure out how to make it for you. And that was put to the fucking test immediately when Angel Martinez suggested we make this bulletproof. And was it Kevlar? Yeah. So I mean, right after that, you just get back and you just get on Google. That's always step one. People always wonder, oh, how do you figure out how to do this shit? You didn't go to school for it. Google has the answer to everything in this world. You just got to spend some time on it. So we ordered the Kevlar. We went out to the woods in West Jersey. Uh, a couple friends of ours, like Wretch, Stevie, Mike, Nass, they came out. Got some off-duty police to meet us out there with the guns. Wow. Make sure we didn't get in any trouble for doing this. <laughs> we wanted to show 50 that it was really bulletproof, so we filmed it. I didn't want him to try to like call me out on bullshit, shoot it, and ruin the bag. Uh-huh. Um, so did that for a day that's cool fun day at the office yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah R&D. Was, exactly and it, it worked out the bag is nice 50 liked it uh, so that was a fun one it's, that's that's pretty cool yeah that, that was also 250 was like a little more relevant wasn't so much of an actor and was actually still kind of making music yeah i mean to at me the end of it. to me no matter where he's at right now he'll always be fifth top tier I, I don't care you know <laughs> what the new trends are and shit like well no i mean I, i'm just talking about what like as far as releasing music that's all yeah yeah he just he just he was still releasing music in 2012 right i still think 50 is the man don't get it twisted yeah I just know that he's not really releasing music like he used to. Or maybe, is he? Nah. No, he's no, not, he's nah. not. He's not. He's making a TV show. He's doing star shit. Yeah, which is, he's graduated. So, 
um other than 50 is there any is there any other like yeah, i mean so, i know I you've mean, had it, so many uh, yeah like, and a lot of it goes to just the processes the, we we went through to make people shit um, I, think the, I think i have a better question yeah who is your favorite bag like what was your favorite bag to make can i say the heavy lunchbox ah! is that plugging you too hard? No. <laughs> i don't know because that's right, for, too, for, that's for too... those of you listening this is actually a really crazy project heavy came to us with, with the bagel crossed with the diamonds and the locks on it uh, and talked about doing a lunchbox so conrad and i found some like old curious george lunchbox we had to sand it down Covered it in cowhide. We did python cut windows. It said heavy across it. It's fucking um, fire. I love we that. We built in all, all the little compartments for the heavy sets collection. It's the sickest jewelry in there. It's the sickest lunchbox you could ever you could ever imagine. Talk about fun R and D. You know, we wanted something special within the box to house specifically the bagel with locks pendant. So we went over to a local bagel shop, got some bagels with locks, and then emulated the way. It was wrapped up with foil and the white paper. Love that detail. We used silver python to act as the foil, white lambskin to act as the paper, so that within this box it would be wrapped in its own true New York bagel wrapping. Yeah. Um, So it's shit like that. that It's not about who it's for. It's about what we came up with throughout the process, what kind of weird shit we came up with that ended up being successful. It's kind of cool because in the sense like once you once you realize you can use any fucking color or anything, you can do anything. Yeah. And and it really Like the Cholula bag? Yeah, the Cholula one was great. Random as random as shit. Also through George, of course. Of course. Um, so how did the business grow? Because I remember George was telling me and I'm sure people want to know how you built the business. Yeah, I mean a lot of it's word of mouth. We don't you know, come out of pocket hiring PR firms. And you don't shit do any like marketing. That. Not really. I mean, we we also that the nature of what we're doing, we're not going after huge volume sales to retailers. All of our shit is custom. It's all made for you. One on one. Everything's one on one. So, as far as PR goes, we rather someone come naturally to us who wants something special. What's the most oh. fucking ridiculous request you've gotten? I mean, I had like bullshit requests, peacock feathers and shit like that. That's like not even real. It's like, um, how, how? Like, where? You're going to kill a peacock. Uh, I don't know. We get <laughs> bizarre ass questions. You know, everyone used to like to make the joke about getting like a uh, Cambodian virgin skin because of the, the Chappelle show episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, but serious requests. I mean, bulletproof is kind of crazy. And then just sometimes we get limited by, you know, what kind of supplies we could find. For example, like for the Khaled bag, we wanted, it was for Bel Air. Got it for Khaled. Um, it was when that Lux bottle was coming out. And Shout out to Sam Hirsch. Yeah, shout out Sam Hurst, shout out Sarah, I, shout out the whole Bel Air uh, Sovereign Brands And team. shout out, shout out um, Sam's new thing. Yeah, we'll hold off on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, we want to make a, a gold-themed bag. It's hard to make that without having it look shitty and gaudy. So, you know, we That's can, another thing I'll say about you right now is Scotty has incredible taste. Like... Thank you, Scotty thank you. has an eye for interior design and for just, I think, like what's tasteful. Your knowledge of fashion and furniture and art is just fucking endless. Thank you. Thank you. It's been and a long time I've been interested in this stuff. It's, you know, this isn't like uh, a 17 year old hype beast that just found out about all this shit, you know, 
we've been around exposed to it for better part of 15 years now um so uh, you know taste for shit just kind of grows over time and knowing you know where where a lot of these trends and tastes came from started yeah a lot, a lot of people have no fucking clue where the shit came from and therefore their taste you know takes a hit yeah they, they don't understand what makes what other than instagram you know and clout we got Loso in the building. Loso, what's yeah. good? What up, bro? Heavy Loso. Loso, can I? Let's get you on the mic for a second. Just say hello. What's going on? It's <laughs> all I needed. Yeah. Um, if you don't know who Loso is, this man makes some of the most incredible shit in New York. Wow. Yeah. No, I love your coat. Yeah, it's beautiful. Almost like waves, flames, like more she flames, can. like yeah, can candly flames. It's another thing too. Like I've met so many cool people that just are always just coming through the studio. Loso, we like to keep an open door policy. Yeah, and even with um, the homies the other night. Oh, Kesachi Thermal. Kesachi Thermal. These two like young black kids come in here with eight girls, and they're all dressed up and have all this cool stuff on. And I'm all like, who are they you? Make guys? incredible brand they got going when smoke clears. Uh, true, true hustlers, great kids. And great what are you people. and Loso doing together? Loso, uh, I've known him for a really long time. He was one of those people I met in the sneaker lines back in the day. Um, Loso is just kind of a wizard with all needlework, makes amazing shit. Uh, Does he have his own brand? Yeah. What's that called? Se- self, self uh, titled Loso 1992. Wow. So I'm going to check that out, but, um, you know. You you are also, and we've had some good times in the Hamptons, you know? Yeah, we've had Scotty. some fun. Uh, Scotty's got a, uh, there's like a plethora of, I would say like hoes, you know, <laughs> now that he's single. I, I wouldn't say that with people listening. Well, no, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, Scotty's. Uh, friends. Yeah, friends. Scotty's a single man. You are officially single, right? Yep. And when it comes to the, you know. Women, I know you're you're you have a lot of different you know friends. What is is there anything that you look for in a woman? Or <laughs> I mean, this is this is an interview, Scotty. We're shit. I wasn't expecting questions like this. Uh-huh, I was ready uh-huh. to talk backpacks. <laughs> uh, well, you don't have to. If you don't, have, we can also take it out. We can also take I, it out too. There's nothing specific I look for. You know, yeah. so, someone who's like minded is helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not so easy to find all the time. Someone who's not chasing clout. Also, a big no. Yeah, this is good. See, this uh, is what people need to hear because obviously, like, there's a like, lot of that in New York. Well, there's there's a lot of that in L.A. too, of course. And Actually, especially, LA has got to be just as bad. Yeah, and especially in in like the entertainment thing. Yeah, like in fashion, there's a lot of that. Literally, yeah, there's also there's a lot of misconceptions. I mean, not even just talking about females, but people that want to be around you. Some misconceptions are like I made a bag for fifty, so that's my homie. Yeah, I met no. this guy twice. Yeah. He, he bought a bag. Like this, this doesn't mean if you hang out with me, you you're getting your tape heard by, you know, G Unit. Yeah, <laughs> but people will really but young, think, young kids think that, think that, and they also don't understand the realities of the business where, if someone buys something from you, that it, that's it, that's done. Like we're not doing big PR deals with these people. There's our true friends that fuck with us regardless. 
And then there's people we sell bags to. This isn't, you know. And it's transactional. Yeah, this isn't like a big, you know, clout game where we're trying to, you know, be friends with this person, that person, that person. It, like, if I'm hanging out with you, it's because I fuck with you. Yep. And that's it. It's not like I'm going places trying to hang out with people that I think could be good for business, but I feel like that is too prevalent now. Everywhere I go. Every, Everywhere, bro. All these places, you know. So what's the, what's, if you, like... For people who are coming to New York and who are going to check out the store, how would you describe the store? I've been getting this question a lot since we started planning this place out, and it's kind of hard to describe. I don't like using other people's stores as reference points, but it's kind of the easiest way to get the point across. Mm -hmm. And we're we're kind of going for there's a a heavy aspect of like a round two type store simply because it's all curated thrift shit. Yep. Um, we're skewing to older, more obscure items, not leaning on box logos and the hype beastie shit. Yeah, and whereas Ram 2 is like a little more millennial. It, very millennial, you know, box logos and the super hyped up shit. It's really expensive. Is there bread and butter? I get it. There's so a market for that. Bro, I was there the other day, like a t-shirt. Like, just like a t-shirt, like nothing really like yeah. 250. I mean, we're we're like, trying to really open a place that a real New Yorker can go in and go shop, not leave with buyer's remorse or feel pressure to buy a Like $75 or $100 for a cool t-shirt, like a less, really cool You can find one. a sick tee in our spot for $30, $40, oh, which wow. is rare now. And wow. even if you come in just to check out what we have, we got the coffee shop. We have all our art books. And the sex den. <laughs> yeah, don't tell them about that. <laughs> that's that's in the me. basement. That's for me. And it, yeah, and that's, and that's you know, willing participants only. <laughs> uh, it, but yeah, it, basically, we just want a place, you know, even if you're not ready to come in and spend a lot of money, we're not trying to, you know, be exclusive to kids with deep pockets that can just buy up a bunch of designer bullshit. You know, we want you to really be able to come in. You can get a coffee. You can read. You know, meet some people. You can learn a lot about the product. You know, and you'll learn from being in there a lot of where all this hype beastie clout shit came from originally you know it's, it's almost like got a historic mu- not i don't want to say museum because that's not the vibe I but mean, like no there's definitely almost, an aspect though. to it because we we have the system that we're integrating into the shop where every single piece has a corresponding code and when you search it in our system we'll give you the whole backstory on something so so that's what's interesting about you, it too. yeah you, you know some of the people that when we were first doing all this shit back in the mid 2000s were making incredible shit and maybe didn't keep up with instagram with their peers but their peer you know guys like virgil and shit still look to for inspiration and and revere as as impressive people we want to kind of bring the spotlight back to those people that maybe fell victim to this whole social media movement it's beautiful, and it's it's for it's almost for 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 me like when I hear it and knowing you and thinking about it, I feel like it's almost a hub and a fusion between fashion and art and the history of it. And yeah, I think it's just a bunch of cool shit that coming together in my mind doesn't get enough shine, and it should. You know, even the wall that you're sitting in front of right now. You know, these, so these are these are pieces that have collected over the years. That Chanel skis. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a little. That's a little. No, uh, those are dope. Yeah, no, with the tag still on cool, too. How much were they? There's oh, also there's a lot of shit here. Like you know, we don't need to bang people over the head for it. You know, 
now, for example, Futura is doing shit with Virgil, and now his art's going crazy, and everything's getting expensive. People feel like they don't have any way to obtain this kind of stuff. But there's alternative items that came out a long time ago that aren't ridiculous. So if you if you want to get involved with this stuff and you're interested, you can come learn about it, and you can actually leave with something. Who who would you say is your greatest inspiration when it comes to to fashion? Like, as far as, like, who inspired you the I most? mean, I, I came up in that era where, like, the graphic tee was king and, and brands like A-Life and Mishka that I worked at and Supreme. And back then it was a lot different, too, because it, it was kind of this what inclusive about, thing. What, wasn't Billionaire Boys a big BBC game? and Bape, huge. I mean, going into Union back when they were open in New York and it was the only place you could get BBC, when they pull those dollar and diamond shorts out of the basement, it was just next level. I mean... Mm. Um, and and back then it was kind of a thing where like if you saw someone else wearing one of these, you knew you were like-minded people. And because it was such that, a sought-after item. Yeah, it was sought after, but it was also you had you had to know about you it and you had to it. really be interested in it. There was no casual, you know, collectors or casual participants in that in that shit. Either you knew it, and then if you pa- cross paths with somebody else that was wearing one of those logos, you knew immediately. Oh, yo all right, you fuck with the same shit, and that has been lost because now... It's all on the internet. It's all on the internet, and it's ma- just mainstream as fuck. I mean, you, you see guys in Wall Street in suits with Supreme... Supreme and Bape and, and shit, shit like I that. know. You know, it's just It's kind of sad. Like, I'm only willing to buy or purchase certain things that actually interest me, but, like, I remember... Because when you come to New York... Especially when you're young and you're in your 20s, like you're just like, yo, let's check out the Supreme Store. There's always cool shit in there, and like, you know, I've got pieces from over the years. Yeah, and they still make they still make great cool shit. stuff. I mean, their drops are always good. They do, they do. But I'm more into the stuff at the front of the counter. Yeah, personally, it's like, like I have the most beautiful rolling tray from Supreme. And then someone came over the other day and they're like, yo, this is, you know, this is worth like a couple of grand. And I'm like, I just, I'm never going to get rid of this. Yeah. Like, this is my, like, I love this tray, you know? It's the one, it says, I think, fuck them and fingers on the, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? They're beautiful. Yeah. I mean, they, they have amazing product all the way across the board. The shit that I tend to skew to is the stuff that, and they've always done a good job at putting people on as far as their collaborations mm-hmm. go, tapping artists that, you know, kids have never heard of until supreme does something with them and then when you dive deeper into what those people do you find out they've been doing it for 20 years they, they've been around and, and supreme is the absolute pioneer in doing that um i mean a lot of the artists whose art we have going into this store are people that have in the past collaborated with supreme kids don't even realize they're buying some shirt they don't understand it's a raymond pettibon shirt this man's art selling for hundreds of thousands of dollars you and know, they're just legit like, auction houses. Kids are like, oh, that's that Supreme tea. No, that's that Raymond Pettibon tea. Yeah. That, you know, and Supreme was knowledgeable enough to tap to do the tea. And I think that's what separates you from, like, a lot of designers and people in the fashion industry, like, now who are mainstream or, I don't know, whoever, whatever it is, is that you care more about the artist. The than artist the and the quality of, of items, you know, a lot of stuff now fashion in general has become a, a very big marketing play so of course. would you unfortunately ever... people care more now about who's wearing something than how it was made and the quality behind quality it and we just try to stay in our lane and focus on on the quality and the customization and not just be 
you know, constantly trying to get it on somebody. Somebody else. Shitty, somebody yeah. that sells. Like. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's almost like a cheap way of running it, of, of building a brand. Yeah. It's work for some people, though. <laughs> that's literally what that's all people do. Yeah. So what would you ever get into furniture? Because this is something that I've like thought of. Definitely. Oh, um, like if you made like this chair, but it was SRBP and made of some like crazy. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I mean, like I've met in, in passing people that do upholstery, um, custom furniture design. It's a, it's a big endeavor. We're definitely going to work into that throughout the store. Um, I mean, you see, like, our little Louis Vuitton coffee table here. There's just ways to kind of upcycle and, and make a cooler product out of something that might have been broken and fucked up like this table. And like so for people trailers. who, I mean, there's no video of this right now, but just so you all know, and I'll post a photo of it. It's a vintage, it's a massive vintage Louis luggage, not literally care. the least practical thing to travel with. Like the the biggest piece of luggage, like you'd have definitely have to check this thing. <laughs> yeah, and it's got wheels, but nothing and, but a uh, handle. And nothing but a handle. So I guess you're you're almost pushing it. Yeah. And but what and you it's guys dumb did, heavy when you fill it up, and it was broken, and I spilt shit all over it. We but, used to use it as a bench. You guys turned it into like an actual table. It has legs now, wooden legs. Is this a Conrad? Is this Conrad? Yeah, Conrad. Oh, actually, Conrad. He had planned it with me, but he didn't physically build this. Oh, okay. okay. Everything else you see in here. Which is different, you know. Um, I don't know, man. Like, people, and especially even in comedy, too. There's a, uh, Yo, when I hear you speak about it, there's a lot of similarities between a lot of things in comedy, but just fashion, like, like keeping to the to the core of it. To, it's, it's almost like just letting what's funny be funny rather than what's popping or what people are in, you know, into at the moment. Like, yeah. How you're it's talking hard, about it's the, hard how you're talking be, about how it's made. Like, yeah, and it's it's hard not for, to have all that shit rub off on you because it's around you all the time. Los, my guy. I'm so sorry. I'm not going to shake your hand with the with the with the potato chips hands. <laughs> I can't, I'm going to check out your work though, eh? All right, cool. I love your bag too, Mickey Mouse bag. Yeah, he made that as well. He made that. Yeah, yeah. that shit's hard. Uh, I, I, every every person that I meet in the studio is fucking. Very talented. Uh, there's cool people doing great shit coming through here all the time. It's always, always inspiring to see what other people are doing when they're doing it right. So, I mean, yeah, this has been literally 30 minutes on the dot, which is usually what our episodes are. That's yep. uh, our motherfucking BP, man. Um, I want you all to check out Scotty's website, srbp.com. Yep. Is that srbp.nyc. srbp.nyc. Check out SRBP on Instagram. Yep. Is it NYC at the end, too? Yeah. SRBP NYC. should pop up right away. It, it'll SRBP. pop up right away. <laughs> and, Otherwise, we're fucking up. And check out the, the new location, which is in the Lower East Side. It's going to be opening in April. 74 Orchard, Lambs, opening mid-April. And also, too, like, I don't know. The reason why I like this episode is because, well, one, it was quick. It's quick, so it's a quick listen for people who wanted that, that quick bang. But I think that you have a very innate and uh, true connection to your business and a true passion for it, which is... For sure, man. I've been doing this for eight years now. Which is probably what's kept it alive and pushing it forward. So anybody who's listening to this, if you're just in it for the money, you're probably... You you might do well money-wise, but you're not... Or the perks. I see everyone wants to get into this shit for the perks. Like the free shit. I'm telling you, you will get very tired of going to events... 
and hunting for connects to this and that is like at the end of the day you you want to make money Let's yeah real. of course you want to make money and you want to like, i'd say the best perk of the job that i have is that i live on my own terms i can make my hours so long as all the work gets done i could put other people on as much as possible but it's don't don't get into it to go to fashion shows yeah because you're fashion week yo yo it's run, not the right reason you'll run broke real quick yeah, and, and the shit gets old. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's only so many underweight supermodels doing cocaine that you can witness. Do you know? Well, I don't know. I won't that. go that far. But yeah, no, no, no. All you fucking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just keep cooking up, bro. I believe in you. I love your business. I'll Thank continue. You. Appreciate. To, it. I'll continue to to support it. Check it out on the Lower East Side, Lamb. Lambs. Y'all already know how we coming through with them lambskin condoms. You understand? If we ain't, if, we, if we're gonna wear one, we gonna wear the real thing. You understand? Um, probably gonna take that lambskin thing out of the episode. <laughs> uh, but yo, SRBP, I love you, Scotty. Continued success. You too, brother. Flourish heavy as per usual. Once Appreciate Hey.